Hi, I'm Richard, the founder of 10 Adventures, and this is the 10 Adventures podcast. Each week, we talk to real people about real adventures as they explore this incredible planet we all live on. Welcome back to the 10 Adventures podcast. I'm really excited for the podcast today as we are talking about bike touring in Vietnam. Now, I've long heard from many different people that Vietnam is one of the best places for bike touring in all of Southeast Asia. So I'm eager to hear more about this. And here to tell us all about bike touring in Vietnam is Thai Minh Minh Hong, founder of Mr. Biker Saigon, a specialist Vietnamese bike touring company. Hi, Thai. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Thai speaking from Vietnam. I'm so excited to hear more about Vietnam because... My sister did bike touring in Vietnam and she was raving about it. She did, you know, maybe a decade ago, but I never really kind of dug into like, what's it like? You know, just I kind of have this, you know, idea in my mind that she went and some of her uh, sisters-in-law have gone repeatedly. Um, But, you know, you're the expert, Ty. Why is Vietnam so well known for their bike touring? Yeah, there's uh, many reasons for Vietnam to become uh, well known for bike touring. But you know that uh, we have a uh, long country, so it's a huge diversity of culture and terrains. It's so different from North, Central, and South. Another thing is uh, this country designed for two-wheelers. So you can imagine 100 million Vietnamese, they use their scooter, motorbike to go to work, to make a living by uh, delivery food and uh, carry the product to the market. So with a bicycle, you can go everywhere in Vietnam. I know that in other countries, there are some very nice bike parts, but you know, that's designed for cyclists. But in Vietnam, when you do bike touring, you can really go through the people's gardens, and uh, go through the culture and uh, you can immerse uh, your adventure into our culture. The third thing is uh, by touring in Vietnam is very reasonable price. So it's, I can say it's really affordable for most of people. And the last thing that uh, the Vietnamese people, they very friendly and especially they very friendly with the cyclists. They are so happy to see cyclists go through the village instead of, you know, big bus uh, go through the village too fast and they have no chance to assess or contact with tourists. But when you're on the bike, people are super friendly and they, you feel so welcoming go through the gardens of their village. That's such a cool uh, number of reasons. And I never thought about two of them, which is one, the interaction with people and people, you know, logically I think of it, but in like a lot of countries, you're just a guy in a bike, but in Vietnam, having the local interaction, you know, them loving that is really cool. And then I hadn't thought like everyone's already on scooters. So there's lots of like places you can go because, you know, they're already, the country's already kind of built for, for scooters and motorcycles, um, which I just think, I think both those are like, they're so logical, but I, I hadn't thought of them. Um, for people that don't know much about Vietnam, you know, so they've heard of it, but they don't even understand, like, what's the climate like? What are, you know, villages like? Like, what is Vietnam as a whole kind of so unique and, and special? Okay, so um, talk about my country. That's, uh, of course, there's that's a lot of story I want to share with you. But uh, I can tell you that uh, 
Vietnam is a medium-sized country. So uh, you can imagine Vietnam almost the same size with Norway and Europe. And uh, as big as uh, Germany, about the size, with a population 100 million people. For the shape, we are skinny and long, just like like uh, Italy. So from north, central, south, uh, long and different climate. So it means every time of the year, talk to us. We can tell you and advise you which part of Vietnam you should travel. So all year round, that any everywhere in Vietnam you can travel. And uh, we located in uh, Southeast Asia, of course, uh, border with China in the north, central with Laos and Cambodia. And Vietnam has very long coastline, more than 3,000 kilometers long. So you can, uh, in one trip, you can visit uh, the Mekong Delta, like the rice paddies, or relax on the beach in central coast of Vietnam, or if you want to do the mountain biking, North Vietnam is the place. Uh, also, Vietnam, you know, uh, Vietnam War also put us on the map, I mean, in history. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot, I, I know that a lot of uh, people come to Vietnam because they have some related history, French and American, even Australian. That, uh, that's a huge Australian base in uh in South Vietnam during Vietnam War, and that make their their family, their kids want to come and see how it looked like. We have uh, mixed cuisine. Uh, our cuisine is very different, you know. Like we have some French influence, uh, Japanese, American, Khmer, Khmer culture. So our cuisine is also very special, and we have fifty four ethnic minority in this country. So talk about culture, you know. Like we have. In one trip, uh, not only one minority, but you can visit different kind of culture. And the food, you mentioned it just in passing, but I would say that's one of the best parts. Uh, I grew up in where I live. There's a huge Vietnamese community that, that grew up in this Canadian city. Kind of, I assumed every city had it. But yeah, Vietnamese food is just so delicious and so special. And like 20 years ago, I used to live in the UK and like there was no Vietnamese restaurants. And I went back last year and all of a sudden there's Vietnamese restaurants everywhere where I feel like in other parts of the world, Vietnamese cuisine is like kind of maybe just being discovered or just in the last kind of five or 10 years. But I'm sure Vietnamese cuisine is always better in Vietnam than, you know, in a restaurant somewhere else. So that would be incredible just to have, you know, true authentic uh, food. I want to talk a little bit about bike touring. So you mentioned the three kind of landscapes, the north, the kind of the central and the south. Like, what would a bike tour be like, you know, if you're in in northern Vietnam? Like, what can people expect? Is it really, really hard and suitable for people who are really fit? Or can kind of beginners go cycling all over the country, including in the northern part? Yeah. So uh, we have uh, different levels of cycling. We can say the easy level and everybody can, can go. I recommend if, if you are just uh, the tourist want to ride and see something, you know, like authentic and not go to the tourist site, see how people live, I think South Vietnam is the best because it's very flat. So um, for easy level, uh, I recommend Saigon and Mekong Delta. So you can imagine somewhere like Holland in Europe, it's flat like a pancake, 100% flat. Oh, wow. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, it's easy. I think everybody can ride in the Mekong Delta uh, from 30 to 80 kilometers a day. And uh, 
we design uh, different uh, routes and different level for that. And also we have e-bike. So the one who struggle can have some uh, pedal assist from the e-bike. Uh, if you are you know, like you a cyclist, so we recommend um, you can do uh, Vietnam Central Cross or we call Grand Vietnam Ride. It's mean uh, from south to north, about 14 to 16 days. And of course, we, we, we can tailor make your idea that uh, because so, uh, so far we work in this business for 10 years and uh, we have some easy rider or we have some bike club and we have some bike lovers who want to ride 100 kilometers a day. And the last one is North Vietnam. It's, it's beautiful. It's uh, true villages, but um, of course, a lot of uh, hills to climb. So North Vietnam is the hardest one. With 60, 70 kilometers a day, uh, with elevation from 1,000 to 2,000 meters. Yeah, but as well, we have uh, e-bike, if you're willing to. <laughs> for our adventure, we uh, we have fully support. It means uh, for small group, uh, from two to four, we have a minivan, which can carry people and bikes. And for a larger group, we add a truck and mechanic. So it means you don't need to cycle the whole way if you don't want to. We can condense uh, the ride. So you can skip the first section, join the second section, jump back to the bus for the third section, and ride the last section. Yeah, so we, uh, we don't let people ride on the highway. So we transfer people if needed to the most beautiful place. I love hearing the no riding on the highways. That was one of my questions are what are the types of roads and paths that, that these bike tours go on? Okay. So most of our bike tour as, uh, I can say 50% on tarmac, 30% on concrete road through the village and 20% dirt road, but not super hard. You know, you know, because not everywhere in Vietnam pays. So a little adventure, like maybe five to 10 kilometers a day with dirt roads. And we were talking before we started recording just about the types of bike tours. And, and I was asking about road bike tours. And you mentioned that Vietnam, you know, uh, road biking isn't super popular. Do you maybe want to talk a bit more about, like you mentioned, gravel is really popular. Just maybe talk about the types of bikes and the types of tours. In Vietnam, uh, for now, um, or so far, um, best is mountain bike. Uh, the reason we're using mountain bike because the tire of the mountain bike, you can go everywhere. As I mentioned before, 20%, sometimes a little bit dirt and sandy, rocky. And the mountain bike is strong. And you know, like, and you can go everywhere with the mountain bike. And nowadays, because we are also uh, a bike supplier in Vietnam and we are, uh, we own a bike shop as well. So the new trend is, uh, something in between. So I know that nowadays gravel bike become more and more popular. So, so again, gravel bike is also great. So mountain bike or gravel bike. We don't really recommend road bike because the road 
condition in Vietnam is not that good. And if you try, if you take a road bike here, uh, yeah, some road is a little bit pumpy for the road bike. And for people that don't know what a gravel bike is, do you just want to describe what that is and why that might be a good choice? Okay, so um, we have many different kinds of bike, right? Of course, we will have road bike and mountain bike. And gravel bike is somewhere in between. It's uh, the riding position, uh, a little bit more comfortable compared to road bike. It's a little bit longer, more stabilized, and the tire is uh, wider. So, for example, road bike, uh, maximum you use 720A. And gravel by 740 to 45. So it's mean um, this similar road bike, but it's tougher and the tires wider. It allows you to go more to rough road. Yeah, and, and I know here in Canada, gravel bikes in the Rockies are just kind of growing massively as people are going on logging roads and gravel roads. And it's kind of a a more, it's more efficient than a mountain bike because, you know, if you still have kind of relatively narrow tires, you're kind of in a road bike stance, but you have kind of like a beefier uh, frame and the tires are bigger. So you can kind of handle going on on gravel and, and dirt. And uh, I have an old cyclocross bike, which was like the older, I think similar to, to, a, to a gravel bike. But yeah, it's kind of fun. You can take kind of a road bike onto dirt trails and stuff, which is which is really cool. Um. I want to dig into each of these tours because uh, I'm super interested in them. Uh, I want to start with this grand Vietnam ride from south to north. You said it's 14 to 16 days. And so, like, what are kind of the highlights of that tour? Like, when people come back off that one, they're like, holy crow, this was incredible. What what part do they really like about that? For especially people from Canada or United States, it's, it's too far to come to Vietnam, right? <laughs> Halfway of the world. So, um, they want to spend as much time they have in Vietnam. So what we try to put on that tour, that in one tour, you can visit the whole country of Vietnam. So first, you arrive into the biggest and the most dynamic city of Vietnam, Saigon or Ho Chi Minh City. Uh, spend a half day to, to know the city and we do some bike fitting and then we have a chance to visit Central Highland of Vietnam. Uh, which have uh, the weather a little bit similar to like Europe. Uh, you can visit some highlights in there and you can do very long downhill from there to the, to the central coast of Vietnam, you know, like 20 miles or 30 kilometers of downhill. And you have central coast of Vietnam that's uh, it's really beautiful um, trails and roads along the coastline. Visit fishing village. And you can visit the two famous uh, world heritage sites of Vietnam. Hoi An, the ancient town. You ever heard of it? Yeah. The yeah. world heritage, yep. And you can cycle up to the uh, Ocean Cloud Pass, which is very famous in uh, Top Gear Vietnam. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, we can send you that link. We add that link. It's one of the, <laughs> the most the stunning view. Uh, ocean cloud, and then you uh, finish central Vietnam with uh, Hue Citadel, the old capital of Vietnam, mm -hmm. before you fly to the capital of Vietnam, Hanoi. Uh, enjoy the night in Hanoi, and then we have four-day uh, adventure in northwest of Vietnam, which also stunning and so different. 
And we finished with, uh, ever heard about Halong Bay? Yeah, yeah, no, it's famous. Okay, uh, Halong Bay is something different, but the end of the ride, you can visit Halong Bay on land. It's mean, uh, that area you cycle through the Cash Mountains, and, and it's, it's beautiful like Halong Bay, but on the land, not in the ocean. Well, that sounds incredible. Yeah, so one trip, you visit the, the whole country, and uh, yeah. And, and so what's the average kilometers riding each day on that trip? The average riding each day on that trip, 60 to 80 kilometers. And of course, uh, on our trip, sometimes we, we have some bike lover who want to challenge themselves. So we, we put in um, two days, they can cycle up to 100 kilometers. Uh, I, I want to talk a bit about this North Vietnam uh, ride you have. Because I, I kind of want to understand, like, is what's it like in North Vietnam? Like, I'm thinking, is it like, you know, forested mountains like you'd find in Europe and Canada? Or is it kind of like a, a more like a jungle? And then, like, how is the experience different versus, you know, riding in Central or South? Okay, so uh, South Vietnam is... Uh... That's where people make money. <laughs> That's a rice basket in South Vietnam. Central Vietnam is famous with the beaches and fishing village uh, and uh, world historical sites. And North Vietnam is where uh, 50 minorities live. And they still uh, you know, live with, with their own culture, their own style. In North Vietnam district, you can see... Uh, Terraces, rice paddies, which are very famous. And that people, um, then the mountain people, they still uh, have their traditional uh, way of life. And they still live on house on stills, which is so different from another part of Vietnam. Uh, excellent. Now, now, you mentioned catering to like bike clubs, but... What about people who maybe aren't super comfortable riding bikes? Like they're just getting into bike touring. Maybe they ride around their house and going, you know, they go for a couple hour ride near their house. Can they come to Vietnam and have a great bike experience? Or do you need a little bit of, of uh, expertise before you can do one of one of your bike tours? Yeah. Okay. So that's good. Um, that's a very good question. Um, on our website, we very clear about cycling level. So it's trip. We... Uh, we explain uh, how it's going and average riding. Um, so if the people have less experience, we recommend them try South Vietnam, the Mekong Delta first. Because uh, people who sign up for the big trip, they love to ride. But if you still want to join the trip, but uh, you're not really super fit, you can ask us for e-bikes. So we have... Uh, a large range of e-bikes available in our company, uh, which have a uh, like 20, 30 percent power seat. Uh, I just rode an e-bike for the first time last month. And so uh, uh, we got to test one here at 10 Adventures and it was so much fun. It was one of the ones that uh, it wasn't pedal assist and I just couldn't believe how much fun it was. And I was just riding around and like what I realized is, at least in Canada, the e-bike's an alternative to, to a car. Like it's, it's like a scooter, but with no sound. And uh, I was kind of thinking, oh, I'm going to hate the e-bike, but it actually was like, it's a lot of fun to ride an e-bike. And so 
uh, and my wife, like she can't kind of keep up with me on my road bike. And so it gives the ability for us now I can ride my road bike or my cyclocross and she can ride the e-bike. And it's, it's kind of interesting how, how useful the e-bike is to bring people together. So if you're really, you know, you want to cycle 80 clicks a day and your wife or, you know, your partner doesn't, it allows you to come together and do a trip together, which I just thought was incredible. And I hadn't kind of realized the power of the e-bike before. Uh, do you find that as well, that you'll have a group that some people will be on e-bike, some people will be on gravel? Uh, yes. Last April, we have a large group from Belgium. They are a group of friends, uh, not all cyclists. So uh, 60% of them using e-bike for a uh, North Vietnam trip. And at the end of the day, everybody very happy. Because uh, at first, somebody were so worried that they cannot keep up with their friends who cycle very often. So uh, we really think that e-bike is a new revolution. And it will help the one who, you know, worry, cannot keep up with the group, feel more comfortable. And not only head down, pumps up and ride, you know, they have more time to look around and, and enjoy the ride with their friends. Exactly, exactly. Uh, now, this might be a strange question, but what about families? Uh, I, I know I've talked to families that have gone cycling in Japan and even a family that did an around the world uh, bike trip with like their kids who were like eight and 11. But is Vietnam a good place if you have kind of some, you know, teenage kids or maybe a bit younger? Is it a good place to come for a, a family bike trip? Yeah, um, I recommend uh, Mekong Delta or around Hoi An for family trip because so far we organized for many kids. So uh, in our experience, uh, my kids uh, now eight and 11 and they started to ride with me when they were uh, two years old. Oh, wow. So, so yeah, as the parents, we, we think about that. We regularly organize for scout, Saigon scout. Hmm. So uh, our largest group of uh Children were 40 children. <laughs> They're from 8 to 12 years old who cycle with us 20, 30 kilometers through rice paddies in Mekong Delta. Yeah, we have a lot of requests for, for family bike tour. You know, our guy is flexible enough to, to understand what the family wants. You know, not uh, important about kilometer, but how they enjoy and interact with their families and local life. And in our bike shop, we have baby seat, we have tech along, we have 20 inches bike for kids, 22, 24 to XXS. So we are, we own a bike shop. So we really understand, you know, like that, which bike is good for family. And uh, yeah, so we have that experience. And so far, family bike tour is great. Yeah, just having the bike shop makes, makes it so, uh, uh, so incredible, just, you know, makes it, makes it, makes it so easy. Um, uh, I had one other question and, or actually have two questions. The first one is like, what's a typical day on a bike tour in Vietnam? Like, is it going to be different than, you know, what they may experience in, in other places? The typical bike ride in here is, uh, I think not big different from anywhere else in the world. So uh, we recommend, uh, have early breakfast and leave the hotel 7 or 7.30. Sometimes we, uh, in the countryside, we ride straight from the hotel. But sometimes in early morning, we take 40 minutes, one hour transfer to get out of the town to get to some certain point. And from there, we uh, we ride together 60, 80K. 
And uh, in Vietnam, that we can find a lot of coffee shop on the way. So every 15 to 20 kilometers, we organize refreshment with uh, local coffee or local fruits or some snack. Uh, so uh, uh, by that chance, uh, cyclists can have time to sit together and you know talk and and we can share stories behind that and recharge. Uh, and with that, uh, with that organized, uh, tourists don't have to carry a lot of luggage uh, or, or heavy, you know, like 20 kilos of food uh, in their backpack. You know, they can leave it on the bus. So they can access to, to that in every two hours. And we, we have very interesting stop in, uh, in some local houses and to see how people grow the tree, harvest the tree, uh, treat their, their stock animals and, and some handicraft village. And we used to finish the bar ride, uh, before 4 p.m. Every, every time when people finish the bar ride, we always have, uh, cold drink, soft drink, uh, fruit juice, uh, and cold beer. <laughs> and before <laughs> we have some, some relaxed hour before dinner. Yeah. And every dinner we, uh, we have some little talk and we, uh, we share the story and we, uh, brief for the next day. And we want to hear from the riders if their, the speed is too fast or too slow or what they miss or what they're going to share with us or what they want. Yeah. So that's a typical one day ride. And, uh, and every three or four days we have one day off. Uh, we choose a um, good place, you know, like good resort or hotel with swimming pool, nice location for people to have their own relaxation time. Uh, you know, you just hit it there at the end, just the relaxation. I remember my first bike tour and used to having like, you know, bunch of stuff I'm carrying in a heavy bike. And then all of a sudden you're riding and then every, you're right, every two hours you pull into a little cafe and have a biscotti and a coffee and you're like, this is incredible. This is so different from, you know, just grinding down and going to a supermarket to buy something. Um, when you have someone taking care of you, it is just such, it, it like, um, even I talk, I talk to a lot of guests and 10 adventures and they always say how refreshed they are. And people always think it's crazy. It's like, wait, you just did a two week bike tour. You just did a one week trek in the Alps. How can you be refreshed? But when everything's taken care for you, all you got to do is just wake up and, you know, eat your food and walk or bike every day. And you're kind of like all the mental stress just falls off. So uh, I remember my first yeah bike tour. It was just like incredible from doing it myself. It's just it's just such such luxury. And it sounds incredible what what you put on, Ty. Uh, now for the million dollar question. You're an expert in cycling in Vietnam. Where's your favorite place to ride? I like... Uh... A bit of uh, mountain bike adventure, uh, because you know Vietnam everywhere is have different they have uh, different landscape and something interesting. But for myself, I was born in Mekong Delta, which mean which are very flat. So I like to go somewhere different. So for me, I prefer North Vietnam. So, so for myself, it's, you know, still working, but it's, it's different. And the food different, the people different, the scenery different, and I can enjoy some part of the downhill when I'm on mountain bike. <laughs> yeah. So for myself, uh, North Vietnam. Uh, it sounds like everything is incredible, though. So even though you like one part, uh, you've definitely 
made you know all of Vietnam seem really alluring for for a bike trip. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show today, Ty. This was great to get all this insight and hear about the different options uh, for cycling in Vietnam. Thank you very much, and I really hope that uh, Can Adventure can bring more riders, visitors from Canada and the US and everywhere in the world to Vietnam. And really hope to see you in future. Definitely, definitely. And, uh, you know, I think one of the best ways to just get educated, get refreshed, you know, improve your physical health, mental health is combining an active trip and going somewhere new. And and you kind of you kind of shared that tie of, you know, going through villages, talking to the people there, learning about how life is. And, you know, you can you can learn that from the big cities. But I always find when you get into smaller villages and towns, you have like more conversations with locals and you get a, like a much deeper appreciation of the places you're visiting. And uh, yeah, doing it all from the, from the seat of a bike, I think it's like one of the best ways to travel in the world. Um, if you want to get more inspiration and, and get a feel for the trips we discussed, I'll put some links in the show notes so you can check it out. Um, and it really is, you know, if you see the photos of, of what's on offer in Vietnam, it really is special. And uh, with that, I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode, and we'll be back next week to explore the world and hear about more epic adventures on the 10 Adventures podcast. Listen to other episodes of the 10 Adventures podcast on Amazon Music at amazon.com slash 10 adventures.